Well, hello there, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast, where I give you the step-by-step support and guidance you need on your domestic adoption journey. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoptive mom of two on a mission to make your adoption easier, faster, and more affordable, because no one should walk the domestic adoption journey alone. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the My Adoption Coach podcast. I'm so glad that you made the decision to join us today. I would absolutely be thrilled if you would take a moment to follow the podcast. You see, following the podcast helps the podcast be rated higher so that other hopeful adoptive families can find the content and get the support that they need on their adoption journey. And I would be absolutely over the moon if you would leave a rating in review. That allows me to understand what type of content you are finding valuable and want more of so that I can really serve you the best. Today, we are having a conversation with Sherry from Synergy Coaching. Sherry really focuses on how to make your relationship stronger. She has experience in coaching and as a psychotherapist for couples going through infertility, dealing with just general marital you know, opportunity areas or issues, as well as adoption. And so I thought Sherry would be a great fit to come and talk to our community on how we can really focus on making our relationship strong as we go through this adoption process. So please join me in welcoming Sherry to the show. Welcome, Sherry, to the show. Sherry, we're so glad to have you from Synergy Coaching tonight. Would you mind to share a little bit more about your background with our audience? Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I have been a psychotherapist specializing in couples work for the last 20 years. And so I've worked with literally hundreds of couples. That. <laughs> um, and over the past year and a half, I have transitioned to add coaching uh, to what I'm doing so that I'm now doing both things kind of side by side. Um, Who I really specialize in working with is um, helping couples have really great relationships, but really doing that by working with one of the partners. doesn't usually matter which one, but often there is a partner who is kind of tracking the problems in the relationship and is picking up on something that needs to be addressed before their partner. And then for some reason, their partner is not available to participate. So, um, so I have, when I think about working with couples, it's couples plus it's this individual way of working with them. I think that is a really great philosophy and something that actually I was really drawn to because as we go through Um, you know, the infertility process sometimes as we lead into adoption, but definitely in the adoption process, often find that there's kind of a driver, right? That's really kind of the person that is driving the conversation along, that's really kind of, you know, suggesting things and getting and doing a lot of the primary research. And so I definitely think that your coaching philosophy totally makes sense. And I know that as I went through my own journey of infertility into adoption, that it was quite stressful. It was stressful on the you know, reproductive front. It was stressful on the emotional front. It was also really stressful financially um, just to go through all of that. And I think that one of the best things that we can do as we're preparing to become parents is really to take a moment and check in on the health of our relationship and making sure that we feel really strong for the journey ahead. 
Um, and so thank you again for joining us. I, I'm super excited uh, to have you here because I think our audience could really benefit from hearing from you on these topics. Do you have any tips to help the audience really kind of navigate through all of these choppy waters that could exist in our relationship as we go through this process? Yeah, I, the first is that there are lots of different ways to handle this. There isn't a right way or a wrong way to go through this. So finding your own rhythm, finding your own path through all of this is really important. Um, now, one of the things that I've noticed is that, some, well, I'll go with two things. Um, one is that when couples come to adoption from the path of infertility, they often have a lot of these underlying things that have happened in their relationship that have strained the relationship already. And because we don't talk about many of these issues openly, those things kind of go underground and they can fuel a lot of problems in the future that people don't expect they don't think are related back to that time, but really are. Mm -hmm. So one of the tips would be really kind of dig into that stuff and think about the choices that each of you made as you went through that. And there's a lot of forgiveness or repair that has to happen, even if you handle it perfectly. Yeah. And I think that even if you handle it perfectly, I think we should all stop and say like, we're not going to handle there it perfectly. No perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We're going through this for the first time. And even though we would love to have the manual, right? That's like, do this and then do this and do this. It just doesn't exist in life, right? Um, and so I, I love that challenge to really kind of stop and kind of unpack it a bit, right? And, and think about it intentionally. That's really great. So the other thing is that I think that couples who are going through an adoption process there's the temptation to pretend like everything is better than it is. Mm. You want to look good. <laughs> yeah. You want to put out that really positive um, vibe and impression, but it's really important that if you need support, if you need help, that you get that. And there are mm -hmm. ways to do that that don't necessarily come up in an obvious way, like using a coach rather than a therapist means that that'll never be on your medical records and you can kind of do that in this this other space. Mm -hmm. um, so there's lots of ways of doing that, but don't kind of gloss over that and assume that that's just going to go away when you reach that goal of the adoption or if you don't reach that goal and then assume that that's all just a closed package. Yeah, I know. I, I love that. I I get a lot of questions from my community around mental health specifically uh, whenever it comes to kind of that, you know, health questionnaire form and are there exclusions that would keep someone from adopting? And I know that that has often been a barrier for folks re really reaching out and getting the help that they need through the journey. So I love that idea of the coach um, really being kind of a, a way to make you feel just even more comfortable to get the support that you need through the journey, even though mental health is very rarely an exclusion in the adoption process. If it makes you feel more comfortable to have a coach so that it's not in that medical term, I think that's, that's amazing. That's a really great suggestion. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so other ideas, uh, as I was preparing for this, other things that really stood out to me is how important it is to stay connected to your partner. Um, so many of these things 
can pull you guys apart. Mm-hmm. Um, just almost like a lever that, you know, they're dealing with it this way, you're dealing with it this way, and it just doesn't match up. And so it's really important to be able to put down this journey and remember that it is just a piece of a much larger journey, that it's important for you to have fun. It's important for you to connect. It's important for you to talk about other things as much as you want to just be focused on this all-encompassing thing. It's so important to talk about other things as well. You're totally right. It's I often uh, challenge my community to have a plan of other things that kind of keeps them busy, right? That'll kind of like put it on the back burner. I know that when we were going through our adoption journey, um, a piece of advice that we received from our social worker was to create a list of items that would be more difficult to do once the baby was home and then be intentional about trying to do those things and plan for those. I'm a big planner. So plan for those things to to give yourself some, you know, something exciting to look forward to. Um, and that worked for us for a while, but then we would keep circling back around to, you know, adoption. Um, and when another tip she gave me was to be intentional about, okay, this is the time where we can talk about the adoption, right? She was like, you know, set those safe zones for it. And then the other times, you know, that you're not going to talk about adoption so that you're not just eating, sleeping, and breathing it, and then letting that kind of consume your entire relationship, which can be really dangerous. Yeah, those are great. Those are great uh, tips and suggestions. Um, This doesn't just apply to, well, this applies to all couples. I don't understand why couples give up fun as one of the first things. Fun is usually what connects us to our partners in the beginning, but then when we get busy or we get stressed, we let that fun just kind of drift away. But that fun is what keeps that relationship anchored. You know, it makes you feel good about your partner. So making sure that that's still a big and important part of the relationship. I love that. That is a really great tip. You're so right. It is It is often the first thing that goes out the window when you get stressed, for sure. Yeah. So... Let me see. Oh, you talked about not talking about adoption, but I think it's equally important that you do talk about the big decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, It's important to keep checking in about the different um, decisions that you've made to make sure that you're still on the same page. You've got so many big decisions that have long-reaching repercussions. So making sure that you check in and make sure you're still on the same page about that. Yeah, that's a really great tip. I often talk about um, really setting your vision at the start of your adoption journey, that kind of an exercise where you each write down what life is like, you know, kind of call it at the quote unquote, the end, even though this journey never really ends, but at the end of the journey and then comparing that. But I think it's important that you do that through, to your point, all the big decisions along the way. Um, I know when we went through our own journey, there would be opportunities that we would be presented where maybe there was, you know, some drug exposure involved in the child, or maybe they wanted a different type of contact than what we'd originally, um, you know, kind of said in our initial uh, questionnaires and things. And so to me, those were always natural inflection points. But I think even when you're not faced with those decisions, just making sure that you're still on the path together is really important. Man, these tips are really great. (laughs) A lot of times you don't know how you feel about something until you're faced with it. Yeah. So there's a real learning curve as you're going through these really hard situations. 
for sure. And it can change even when you're in it. At the beginning, you could say, you know, I'm, I think this is what I'm equipped to parent. I, I can handle this type of situation. But then the more that it becomes a reality, that might change. And that's okay. We have to have the courage to have those conversations. Yeah. You know, I think one of, uh, one of the real hard parts about adoption is how long it takes. Mm-hmm. But it also means that you are maturing and growing and developing more capacity over that time. So what you say you can't deal with at the beginning, you may actually grow into as you get further on that journey. Oh, that is a really great point. Yeah. You know, I often say, I think I needed to go through the adoption journey to become an adult, (laughs) to actually like, you know, grow up a little bit and realize what was really important in this world to me. Um, So yeah, that's, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's a really great perspective. Do you have any other tips for the audience? Um, Well, I'll lay out my, I'll lay out my ideas about relationships because I think that um, when you have the overall picture of how relationships work, it helps you think more intentionally about your relationship. So I have learned that there are three systems that have to function well in a relationship in order for you to have a really great relationship. And when these three systems function well, then the love, the affection, the fun, they flow much easier. So hmm. the First are having good relationship habits. These are the things that you do every day that keep you connected. They're like um, things that are already on your schedule so that you know that all you have to do is show up and you'll have your partner's attention during that time. Um, So some examples might be um, some couples have coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll have dinner in the evening or they'll have a date night. Um, or they'll have a ritual before bed. Um, there's probably, well, there's as many possibilities as there are couples because a lot of times those habits become what make you guys you. I love that. So the second system is that every couple needs a way to work through problems. Mm. You need a system where either one of you can bring up a problem, you talk it through, and you look for a solution that you can both get behind. Not where one person wins, then the other person loses. That's not good for the relationship. But a solution where both of you feel good about that solution. I love that. It it, it, it will be really handy when you go through all of the different decisions in the journey. Um, I often, when we were going through our journey, I felt like I was on a clock to make a decision. And so I think actually stacking these habits on top of one another would be really great because if you know that you've got the undivided attention at coffee time or at dinner time, and you've got a big decision to work through, then maybe that's your intentional time to say, we're going to talk through this decision there so that you can each kind of come to what you want to talk about and be prepared for the conversation and then have that moment then. And that will feel kind of relieve that pressure of the on the clock feeling that you often get um, in the adoption journey. That's great. You know, one of the things that often helps couples is to um, have a scheduled meeting time. And if you think about it, if you set aside one hour a week to deal with whatever the issue is, Mm -hmm. whether that's adoption or 
or finances or any other issue, um, then at the end of the year, you would have put 52 hours invested in working through the sticking points in your relationship. And if you know that you have that time, then it leaves the rest of the week free that you really don't have to talk about it then. Yeah, that is so good. Wow. (laughs) That is awesome. And you have a a third uh, tip for us. So the third system that has to work well is that every couple needs some repair tools. Now, I wish it were not true, but I know that every couple is going to hurt each other at some point. Mm -hmm. Now, my hope is that they're going to be small injuries. It's going to be, you know, a harsh word, or it's going to be letting the other person down, or it's going to be missing something or misreading a situation. But the reality is that couples also have a deep capacity to hurt one another, like real deep hurts. Yeah. And so every couple needs different ways that make those repairs in the relationship. So the most straightforward is an apology. An apology mm-hmm. often works. It's the one that most people think of when they think of repairs. But there are usually lots of other ways that they can make repairs as well. So when you have those three systems work well, then there's you, you don't build up resentment and frustration and and agitation with one another because you kind of you have well you have systems that work well. That is amazing. And I, I do think that all three systems working together well will actually make you stronger as you go through the adoption process. Um, there are quite staggering statistics on just the overall divorce rates after adoption, after infertility. And one of the goals that I have you know, inside the community is for the, you to live the life that you envision. So if you set the vision out that you're going to be a family unit at the end of this adoption journey, then... Let's get the tools that we need throughout the adoption journey to make sure that we're prepared for that and to, you know, kind of weather the storm ahead, if you will. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about where to to find out about you and your tools and your systems so that they can really kind of put that intentional work into their relationship? Yeah, the best way to, um, well, you can find me in a couple of places. The easiest is to look on my website because it then directs you to all the other places. Um, and I do have some free resources. I have a um, resource so that you can take a look at those three systems and evaluate oh, how you're doing. I also have a walkthrough of the relationship habits. I think it is the easiest and most accessible for people to hear what they are and then apply them. Um, and it's it usually just gives this much more positive feeling in the relationship. The other place that you often can find me is on Facebook. I have a uh, date night community, and it is designed to encourage couples to spend some time with each other every week so that they they reinforce all of these different things and build that relationship. Um, and so that's a, that's a fun and positive and encouraging place to be. That's awesome. Well, we will be sure and to link to that in the show notes, wherever you're watching or listening, you'll be able to find all of the links to both Sherry's website and to her Facebook group. But most importantly, thank you, Sherry, for sharing all of these amazing resources with us. Thank you so much for having me. You're doing such amazing work for this community. 
Oh, well, thank you so much. And we'll all be stronger together after we dive into your resources. So we're excited to, to get in there. Wasn't that conversation with Sherry just amazing? Sherry is so kind to really reach out and want to help our community. She understands what it really takes and the toll it takes on our marriages as we go through this process. So I really hope that you do take some time to intentionally focus on your relationship. Go and check out those resources that Sherry has shared with us, and they're located in the show notes. So you have an easy link to just jump on over there and check them out, friend. Remember, anything's possible when you have the right plan and support, and you can do this. And I've got your back every step of the way. I'll see you soon. 